10 to 1, episode 35. Top 10 Lost Characters. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And we just came off of watching the TV show Lost, and it has a ton of great characters. And before we proceed any further, if you have not seen the TV show, you need to go watch it. If you're not interested in watching it, then I suppose you can listen to it. But really, you should give it a chance uh, and go watch it before you listen to any of our Lost episodes. Yeah, and then once you've watched it, you can go back and listen to our last episode where we talked about the show generally. Yeah. Now we're going to start to get into some juicy details. Right. Such as our favorite characters. A lot of great characters in this mm-hmm. this show. So go ahead and hit us with your number 10. All right. My number 10, maybe it's some people's favorite. I'm not sure. And I really thought about not having him on the list at all. But the more I thought about it, I realized... Yeah, he has to be on the list. Number 10, Jack Shepard. I have a feeling he's not on your list. No, he's not. And that's fine. He made it. I considered him. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that he made my top 10 list because I remember the first time watching the show, I liked him the first two seasons and then didn't really like him at all until the last few episodes of the show. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, not so much of of a downturn for me, though, this time watching him. So I just really like the arc that he goes through, how, you know, at the beginning, he's this take charge, um, you know. uh, Well, at first, he doesn't want to take charge. That's true. That's true. For a little bit, he's he's not really interested in taking charge, but he pretty, pretty quickly takes on a leadership role, even if it's somewhat reluctant. And, you know, he's making decisions and he's taking care of people. He's always fixing people. Because he's a doctor. He almost has to have something to fix. Right. And then later on in the show, you know, he gets everybody off the island. And, um, well, okay. Everybody that hasn't died already. Right. I remember in season three not really liking him just because you aren't sure exactly what he's doing. For a little while in season three. And you realize, okay, he's he's just going along with the others to... Um, you know, to get people off the island. Right. And so, uh, and, and then later, once they're off the island, he's just a wreck. He become he, uh, you know, he becomes a drunkard and um, just pretty much loses everything and realizes he has to go back to the island because he had a purpose there. And I really starts to realize that the things that John Locke said about there being a reason for them being on the island and for there being a destiny for them really starts to buy into that and realizes he doesn't have to be in charge he doesn't have to make things happen um you know there's things are going to happen a certain way and he just needs to find uh, where he can slot in and uh, so part of it he seems like a little bit more laid back he seems a little bit more passive i guess in the last couple seasons And that didn't bother me as much this one. Just seeing him go through that arc of uh, going from the skeptic to the believer and 
just being the hero that saves everybody at the end. How selfless he becomes. I really yeah. like Jack Shepard. Yeah, he's a good character, and I think the show needed him. He's a very... Right. As one of the three main characters. I mean, there's oh, several, yeah. a lot of main characters, but uh, he's one of the, the big three, and I, I would say. And without him, the show would not have done nearly so well. He's a very strong character. However, I just... <sighs> I guess I do see the arc now that you talk about it, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there there was as much character growth with him. Mm-hmm. And I feel he was kind of deceived. He did not need the island to make him whole. Uh, he did have a great purpose off the island. As a doctor, he was saving lives. He could have pulled it together and helped uh, <laughs> Kate, but anyway. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's your list, your opinion. Yeah, and part of it is you learn more about Jack than any other character on the show. I suppose so. Uh, more flashbacks, yeah, and more po- you know more point of view f- for him. Yeah. He's the first person you meet. He's the last character True. you see at the end of the show. Yeah. So, in some ways, the show is is his story. Yeah. So I had to put him on the list. I had to put him as number ten. Yeah. So I considered him, but he right he did not make the top ten. I figured he wouldn't be in your top ten. Before we go any further. I think we're going to have a lot of crossover on this yeah. list. Like, I'm pretty sure we're going to have five. So I'm going to go ahead and say six. I'm going to say one of the other four also you'll, or one of the other five as well you'll have. So I think we're going to have six crossover. I think it's going to be a bunch. New record. Yeah. Yeah. There, Like we said, there's a lot of good characters in this, but some just really shine above yeah. all the rest. Yep. But that's okay, because we'll probably like them for different reasons. And even if we like them for the same reasons... We're just having just fun nerding right. about this show. <laughs> just shows we're both right. Okay. So your number 10 is Jack. Yep. My number 10. And I think you're going to be shocked he isn't higher on my list. Okay. John Locke. No, I didn't think he'd oh, be yeah? too high for you. Okay. But I thought he might be in your top 10. Yeah, so John Locke is a very interesting character. Uh, when you first meet him... Uh, you know, the plane has just crashed. You don't really know too much about anybody. Mm-hmm. There's wreckage all around. People are screaming and, and they're in shock they're at the horror that's going on. And John's just kind of standing there. At first, you think he's kind of dazed. Um, and then later on, as people are still kind of trying to reco- recuperate and re- recover from the shock of everything, mm-hmm. it starts to rain and it you just start thinking how much more miserable can it get and instead while everybody else is just huddled up in their misery john goes out and sits in the rain and gazes heavenward with a just the biggest smile on his face a look of perfect peace and contentment on his face and you think what on earth <laughs> is this some kind of uh tree hugger guy who just <laughs> uh i don't know some sort of hippie but then, you, as you start to learn, he was paralyzed. And you get to know more of his story and you realize his father, who he, he never knew his whole life, mm-hmm. uh, finally reached out to him when he was an adult and uh, got to know him. And then John discovered that his father was uh, having kidney failure, so he offered to donate one of his kidneys 
And then after he woke up from the surgery, he discovered his father has gone. And his father just reached out to him so that he could get him to donate his kidney. His father doesn't care about him. Right. And he pursues yep. his father more and more. Trying, He's really angry at him. And finally, his father, who is just this absolute jerk of a man, <laughs> there's nothing redeeming, nothing <laughs> likable about this man, hmm. pushes him out of an eight-story window. John falls all the way to the ground and falls on his back and loses all feeling in his legs. He certainly had to recuperate after that fall. Boo. Because dad's name is Anthony Cooper. Boo. Anyway... I mean, it's a miracle that he survived the fall. Right. Uh, and then the fact that uh, when you get when he gets to the island, you discover that, you know, he's been in a wheelchair all this time, but somehow when the plane crashed, it jerked some nerves or something in his body, and now he can walk again. And that is why he's really thankful and smiling and mm-hmm. and things are looking pretty bleak, but he can walk again. Right. So that right there just really makes you like John Locke. And then it turns out he... Uh, and that's all in the first... Yeah, that's just in the first like few episodes. Four episodes. Yeah. And then it turns out that he had been going to go on a walkabout in Australia, even while he was in a wheelchair. So he's this really determined man. And he's never been a... Uh, person that survived in the wilderness all on their own, but he's read about it, and it turns out he's the one that is really bringing the most to the camp there on the island. Well, his dad did teach him to hunt as well. That's true. That was one thing that his father did for him. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Right. So, you've got this really good connection with this guy. You you feel sorry for him, but you're really glad that he can walk again. And, mm-hmm. and he's just so crucial to the team on the island. And then it turns out he's got his own ideas. Like when they encounter the hatch, uh, John just gets absolutely determined and sold on the idea that they have to push this button. Even though Jack can't see why they need to push this button. There's no clear reason for it. And I sided with Jack. I was like, let's just see what happens if we don't push the button. <laughs> Whereas Locke, by faith, is just willing to sit there over and over and push that button. Right. So it's interesting how he's a man of faith, and then later he loses faith mm-hmm. in that. And then uh, we see some disastrous results as it, from that. I don't necessarily like him, per se, but he sure is an interesting character. Just his arc overall is is interesting as you watch him try and decide whether or not uh, to believe what he's being told mm-hmm. island-wise. So, yeah, that's my number 10, John Locke. All right. My number nine, Mr. Echo. Well, that's my number nine, too. What? What? Yeah. Nice. Solid crossover. Boom. Yeah, I don't know if he'd be on your list, but yeah, Mr. Echo... Really like that character. First time you see him, he's, uh, you know, running around like a crazy guy. Yeah. Hitting people with his big stick. Shirtless. Right. And, you know, pretty fierce guy. And you find out from his backstory, he was a drug dealer. A drug in lord in Nigeria? Nigeria, I yeah. think, or Kenya. And uh, 
it's through a series of events, becomes a priest, priest, a Catholic priest. And yeah, really interesting backstory. And then uh, you kind of see him on the island sort of coming to peace with the things that he's done and um, again, finding a purpose on the island. Yeah. Uh, really uh, protecting people. And uh, he's the one that even when John Locke loses faith, still has faith. Exactly. And um, yeah, so it's interesting because earlier in the show, you've seen Locke be the man of faith and uh, Jack be sort of the man of science and reason. And then you see that flip flop. And now Locke is the one who's just reasoning everything out. And Echo is the one who's taking things by faith. Right. Yep. So uh, it's too bad that apparently there's something with the actor. There's like some problems with the actor. And that's why they wrote his character off the show. Aw, boo. I know, which is really he too bad because really we really got him for yeah. one season. And uh, would have definitely liked to, to find out more about Echo. Yeah, but he was great in that one season that he had. Well, I really like the contrast between his past and his present. Mm -hmm. So he ended up being a drug lord because it was either he kill a man or as a little boy or he have his little brother do it. And so he offered to do it so that his little brother wouldn't be, you know, sure. wouldn't have to do that. And so then his little brother grows up to be a priest while he becomes a drug lord. And you see him going through that all the time that he's, you know, I did this for you. I became this great sinner so that you could be this great priest. Uh, and then, but ultimately, is because he's a drug lord that his brother dies. <laughs> right. So that's an interesting twist of fate. Right. And uh, he, you see him struggling with that a lot. Really, did I make the right decision? And then right before he dies, he decides, yes. I'm I'm at peace with my life. I I feel that I did right in in the choices that I made because it it saved my brother from the life that I had to live. Mm -hmm. Right. I really like that he's uh, pretty unflappable too mm -hmm. uh, with whatever happens, and you know he seems so fierce when he's a drug lord, and then you meet him on the island, and he's uh. Uh, not a big softy, but he is a very That's true. caring. A lot man. more low key. Yeah, very caring, and you see, he really pr is protective of the children, and is just torn up when they get kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's he's definitely a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Very good. That's why he was our number nine. All right, on to my number eight, Saeed Jarrah. Okay. And. Man, you wouldn't think that you would like a character who was a torturer. A terrorist. In the Gulf War. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know if he was ever a terrorist, but he okay. was a torturer. And yeah, I I'm trying I don't remember exactly the sequence of events, but um you know, the first time you meet him, uh, one of the characters is Hurley is talking to him and um asks him where he was from and and uh it comes out Said says, "Yeah, I was I was in the Gulf War." And Hurley's like, oh, cool, I had, a, I had a cousin in the Marines or something like that. And like, what branch were you in? The Republican God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just uh, slowly realizing his backstory and how, um, you know, he was a, a regular guy 
and just put into situations, continue to put into situations where he had to do worse and worse things. Mm-hmm. And you really feel for him, though. Yeah, you want him to escape out of that life. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's uh, I mean, it's neat because he's really technically gifted, so right. he's able to he's you know, fix the, the radio island. and things like that on the island. Yeah. And um, I think later on towards the middle or the end of the show his backstory got a little convoluted and um i mean he did have some really good action sequences yeah (laughs) but uh didn't have as much to do later in the in the show i think some of the best action sequences involved saeed yeah definitely and so uh in the in the last season he's kind of this un unfeeling unemotional killer and really only snaps out of it at the last minute to to be a hero again and uh that's a great part uh, to see but uh yeah overall if you take all six seasons i i really liked saeed yeah and uh all that you get to see about him so yeah good solid character yeah and and definitely uh tortures your emotions (laughs) Because you see this character that you like, but yeah. then he's he tortures multiple people man. on the show. Yeah, he does. Even in the present, and he right. he really sees himself as a monster. Right, not able to move past that. So it's pretty interesting. Interesting character for sure. That's my number eight, All Saeed right. Jarrah. My number eight is Desmond Hume. Oh. So this is a man that you first meet in the hatch, and he has this crazed, wild look in his eyes, pointing a gun at them, and. And turns out he's been stuck in the hatch for three years now, pushing a button all by himself. Right. And he's not even sure why he's pushing it. He's just been told that if he doesn't push it every 108 minutes, the world will end. And you learn more about his backstory and you realize that, well, he's a good guy. He's he's been a bit of a, not a cat, I guess a bit of a coward. Yeah. Afraid to... Tell his feelings for the girl he loves. And he's got a really good story arc. He really grows as a person Mm -hmm. uh, and becomes very courageous, a lot more selfless. And ultimately, he grows into a man who does anything, whatever it takes to protect his family. And I think one of the best moments uh, in his story arc is when uh, Ben is going to shoot Penelope or... Or her son, and then Desmond comes up and punches him, even though he <laughs> takes a shot uh, to the shoulder, and he defends his family. So he's a really good character. Uh, he's a bit of a mystery too. Uh, you never right. find out uh, how he's resistant to radiation, and how he's able to get these flashes of what's going to happen in the future. But that kind of adds. To the excitement of him. So that's my number eight, Desmond Hume. All right. On to my number seven, someone who I'm sure is on your list, Sawyer, James Ford. Yep, definitely liked him a lot more this watch, watch through this rewatch. Just uh, knowing that the arc his character is going to go through. So he is fun in the first couple seasons, you know, the wisecracking guy giving nicknames to people being sarcastic and of course he has his dark side and you uh, see 
uh, terrible things that have, has happened in his past and how he really hasn't been able to move on from that his entire life and um, in some ways has even become the the thing that he hated as there was a con man who conned his parents and uh, they both died and he ends up becoming a con man and doing some of those same things so uh, it's pretty interesting uh, at the beginning and you know he's a fun character handy with a gun and then uh, what I really like though is uh, midway through the show and I guess towards the back end of the show where he um, starts to become a little bit more noble he uh, jumps out of the helicopter when there's uh, they're not sure if they're going to be able to have enough gas to make it back to the freighter. And so that's a kind of a turning point in my mind for him where he is a little bit more selfless and sacrifices himself for, for the others that are there on the helicopter mm-hmm. and goes back to the island, ends up going back in time and uh, gets into the Dharma initiative, becomes head of security and has his own life there, is a respectable person. I see he's respected by the others. He's uh, made friends with them. He has a relationship with Juliet. And uh, I don't know. I really liked his character at that point. Just seeing him move on from those terrible things. Seeing him start to become more of a leader and settle down. And uh, yeah, I think in the last season, the very last season, he has a lot less interesting to do. Yeah. And so I felt a little bit cheated. Yeah, he becomes more just brawn rather than brain. He's just kind of running around the island. And then in the flash sideways, even there, he doesn't doesn't have a whole lot to do. But um, flash sideways was fun. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I thought he was one of the characters that his story was a little weaker. Yeah. So but in spite of that, right. (laughs) In spite of that. Still my seventh favorite character on Lost, Sawyer. All right. Good choice. My number seven is Saeed. Oh. Yeah. So you pretty much stole my thunder and said (laughs) everything I wanted to say. Sure. uh, Yeah. He's uh, on a long, sad journey. uh, And Mm. like pretty much everybody he falls in love with dies. Or betrays him. Yeah. That too. Right. And it's just, you, you really feel well, for this both, guy. I he's guess. had a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you really feel for him. He's had a really rough life. And you almost can't fault for him for how he uh, turns to such dark paths. Hmm. I mean, yes, everybody has a choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're responsible for the choices they make. But he's had a really rough time of it. Mm-hmm. And so you are at least a little more understanding of where he's coming from. Right. But ultimately, yeah, like you said, he redeemed himself right there Mm -hmm. at the end when he sacrificed himself so that everybody else could have a chance to escape. Right. So. Yep. My number seven, Saeed. Very good. All right. My number six, pretty sure not on your list. And... If you had asked me before we did this rewatch, I don't think I would have picked him as one of my favorite characters, but rewatching it definitely became one of them, and that's Miles Strom. Yeah? <laughs> I uh, I considered him. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be on your top ten list. So, in the... What? So, 
Well, let, yeah, let me go through it first. So, you know, every season you have new characters. And in the fourth season, in the, yeah, yeah, fourth season, the infusion of new characters is uh, the freighter. And and immediately from, from there, you see there's something odd about him. He starts having weird flashes. You see he can talk to dead people or at least some, sense them in some way. He can get information from them. And then he's this sarcastic guy who's, you know, cracking <laughs> yep. wise. He's definitely not loyal. <laughs> His employer there is paying him a certain amount of money to be on the island and do a certain job for him. But if the other side will pay him more, then he is more than willing to go over to the other side he's looking out and for take their money. One. Right. And you don't get to see him a whole lot, but uh, in the... I think one flashback that you have from him. Uh, that's a great episode. Just seeing, mm -hmm. seeing the, uh, maybe it's two. There might be two flashbacks for him. Uh, just seeing uh, how that ability that he has is, has come uh, to the forefront. And uh, seeing him uh, with his dad on the island mm -hmm. is pretty great. That was really good. And uh Yeah. Uh, seeing him as as Sawyer's uh, deputy, kind of yeah, there in the uh, in security, and uh, seeing him and Sawyer in the flash sideways as partners on the police oh, force. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's one of those characters you wouldn't have expected to to like yeah. to like or to make much of an impact. Yeah, but uh, really had a, a part to play, and so I think of the sort of second, maybe you might say second tier characters. Yeah. He's probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I really did consider him. Uh, okay, wow. I like that he starts out as, you know, just kind of this rat that right. you don't really <laughs> like. <laughs> and he's just always making smart, sarcastic remarks. Yeah. He, there's not really much to like about him. And then you really start to see how he pulls together and and does help the team. and Right. And ultimately is very loyal to them and, and helps them all out. So, yeah. Good guy. Yep, that's why he's my number six, Miles okay. Strom. My number six, I am going to be very surprised if he's not on your list. Okay. Mikhail. I don't know his last name. Wow, that's really high. Yeah. So for a guy that we only see in a few episodes, yeah. he makes an impression. <laughs> okay, definitely wins an award for most villainous appearance yeah. in the show. Okay. So he's got this eye patch. He's a uh, what? What Russian? Yeah, he's Russian. Mikhail Bakunin. Yeah, and when you first meet him, he's in this house that's kind of in the middle of nowhere on the island, and uh, it looks sort of domestic. It's got a some cows and chickens and stuff, and a cat. Mm -hmm. And uh, the heroes walk up to him and. At f and at first he's pointing a gun at them, but then they say, oh, no, no, we're n we don't mean you any harm. We're not hostiles. Uh, he invites them in for some lemonade and uh, is talking very cordially with them. They're sitting in mm -hmm. this nice house. And then eventually he says something to the effect of, well, I think it's time we all stopped fooling one another and just... <laughs> said what we really mean and he throws the glass of lemonade at one of them and 
And they, they've realized by now that he's lying and he's just looking for a, a good opportunity to get the upper hand. Right. And, uh, right. Yeah, so throughout the rest of the times that we see him, <laughs> anytime he shows up, you think, oh, man, mm-hmm. this is not a good man. <laughs> and and you got the heroes had better watch their backs while he's around. Right. And uh, he's he's not a man to be trifled with. And then... Especially when he goes down to the underwater station, mm-hmm. and even though it means it's gonna kill him, he sets off the grenade in the in an effort to destroy Charlie and Desmond. Mm-hmm. He's very loyal to to Ben, right. and does whatever he's told. So he's just he's a perfect henchman, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's my number <laughs> six. He Kyle. was. He was, he was my number ten, and then I couldn't rationalize putting him on and not Jack, because we <laughs> we learned so much more about Jack and I know, but so no, I he I really thought about it. He makes such an impression on you, yeah, honey. I know, definitely an honorable mention for me. So good choice. All right, uh, my number five is also a crossover. We've had a. Quite a few crossovers here. Yeah. Number five, Desmond Hume. Yeah, I knew he'd be on your list. Yeah. Uh, I remember he was definitely one of my favorites the first time watching the show and still still really liked him this time through. Uh, just seeing, like you said, the journey that he's on, he's even more on a journey than the others, uh, a literal journey where <laughs> he's you know, on his boat trip around the world. A race around the world and of course gets waylaid on the island and takes him a lot longer to get back home than he originally planned and uh, definitely a story inspired by Odysseus from the Odyssey mm-hmm. how he's you know on the ship far away from home trying to get back to his family um, wife name or yeah wife Penelope, Penelope in the uh, in the book the Odyssey or in the poem and uh, girlfriend Penelope in Lost, and uh, yeah, seeing the things he had to go through all alone, um, the rigors he had to go through for that, um, how he's someone special with, like you mentioned, being resistant to electromagnetism, and yeah, always a cool character when he pops up. Yeah, it's always it's always interesting to see what's going to happen, what he's going to do, yeah. and uh, especially in that flash sideways then. He's this mysterious character going around. Right. You know, he knows more than everybody else. You're not sure exactly what he knows. And so, yep, yep. Uh, He was going to be only on that first few episodes of the show when he ran away from Mm -hmm. Jack. That was going to be it for him. I thought that would be it. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to come back. But I guess the uh, response to him was so big, they decided to bring him back for the finale, of course, of season two. And then he became a... Um, Pretty pom- somewhat prominent ma- character, yeah, yeah, somewhat prominent character for the rest of the show. So definitely glad they kept him. Yeah, and uh, seen another life, brother. <laughs> I know his accent's pretty great. Yep, number five, Desmond Hume. Oh, speaking of accents, we forgot to mention this with Saeed. Oh, he yeah. does a really great accent. Mm-hmm. He's British, but he sounds Iraqi. Yep. So yeah, anyway, good job. Yeah, good actor. All right, moving on. My number five is Juliet. And wow. Of course, I didn't, didn't look up her last name. I didn't uh, look up last names for any of her these. Her last name is Burke. 
Okay. Juliet Burke. Nerd. Um, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. When you first meet her in season three, she is just trying to get information out of Jack. And she's kind of playing the the good cop there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's still one of them. And Jack's not talking to her. He sees right through her ploy. And then you find out she really doesn't like doing this to Jack. And then you also find out she really hates Ben. She manages to smuggle a message into Jack saying they're going to ask you to do a surgery on Ben. And I'd like you to accidentally kill him mm-hmm. in, during the surgery. But make it look like an accident. And you wonder, wow, what happened that there is such dissension in the ranks? Mm -hmm. And it turns out she's being held on the island against her will. She agreed to be part of this scientific experiment, I guess. Right. You know. Research. To help research. But then when she wanted to go back, when she was done... With the time that she'd originally said she'd be there for, mm-hmm. they kept finding excuses to make her stay, and then ultimately, they threatened her sister. Right. And and the child that she has, her, her nephew, niece. And so, she's being held there against her will. All she wants is to get off the island. She's mm-hmm. been wanting that for so long. Right. And the really sad thing is she never gets off. Aww. <laughs> yeah. So, That's true. Yeah, I mean, there's times where she has the chance. Yeah. And then Sawyer begs her to just stay for another week or two, help him get some some things under control, set in order, and she stays with him and supports him, and they fall in love, and then she just never leaves, and she dies on the island. It's yeah. just so sad. Yeah. But... I really like her a lot. Uh, she went from this person that is, you know, you're strongly against mm-hmm. because she's one of them to you really sympathize with her mm-hmm. and you kind of wish things could be different for her. Right. And then she gets away from the others and she joins the good guys. And then you're wondering, oh, is she a double agent? <laughs> uh, but right. no, nope, right. turns out she has a good heart and she's just trying to, Get away from it all. And uh, it's interesting. She doesn't show much emotion. She's mm. really good at hiding her emotions. Mm-hmm. But she does have an expressive face She's all the pretty same. Tough. Yeah. yeah. So that's Doesn't number. take any guff. Yeah. Right. My yeah. Five. Yeah. She's an honorable mention for me. The only woman on my list. Huh. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an honorable mention for me. I thought about putting her on the list. Which this is definitely. Uh, something to highlight the difference between watching it in real time and then binging it like you did (laughs) and I did this last time. When you're watching the show through the first time, you really hate her. (laughs) Just the way that she tortures, basically tortures uh, Jack and the others while they're holding captive and, uh, you know, seems nice, but then she's just doing these terrible things and you don't realize until much later what you were saying about She's there against her will, and um, 
you know, it seems like Jack is developing some sort of romantic relationship with her. You're like, what on earth? She was just, <laughs> she was just psychologically torturing you. Yeah. And uh, so, um, this last time watching it faster. Yeah. Definitely liked her more, and you know, knowing what's up ahead for her character and uh, the yeah. things that you're saying about about later on her staying on the island. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good character. Yeah, she has a really good arc and. Good. Good match for Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah, she is the one that he really settles down for. Right, right. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> All right, so on to number four. Yes. Yep. My number four. I think we're going to have a lot of crossover in these top four. Yeah, we are. Number four, Charlie Pace. And uh, hey, wait, that's my number four too. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wondering if it would be <laughs> when you didn't say something at first. I yeah. assumed it wasn't. I was but... just nodding along. Yeah, that's a good one. Right, it's right. Coming up, and then I look at my list. Oh wait. <laughs> yep. So Charlie, uh, another one of those characters that you don't like him you when you first meet wouldn't. Him. Yeah, you might not like him in real life. You don't necessarily like him a lot right away because you know he's a drug addict. He's this. He's a bit oh, of a jerk too. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. He's a rock star that's kind of arrogant about it, and yeah, um, even you know, though they only you see had him in his hit. flashbacks getting wasted and things like yeah. that. And, uh, but it's really interesting how that's something that he struggles with there on the island, mm -hmm. and how the really island seems him. to tempt him by there being I this uh, plane full of drugs uh. that's crashed there on the island, and so he. He's tempted again by those. and uh, But you're so proud of him when he does uh, resist the temptation. Right. He's able to, to kick his habit. And then uh, you're wondering, is he going back because he has a, a stash again at some right. point? And yeah, really interesting. He does some dark things for sure. Yeah. But also is one of the sort of comic relief characters and right. uh, does some really funny things and um, plays off the other characters really well. Um, he's just really sweet and lovable in right. his own way. Little British guy. <laughs> so, um, him really dying was was one of so the sad. the sad parts of the show, and then getting to see him again in in the last season in the Flash <laughs> yeah. Sideways was was definitely a highlight of yeah. that last season. So, uh, what did you? What else did you have to say about him? Yeah, he, there are some really great moments with him. So, the times where you're really rooting for him and Claire to get together and times mm. where uh, it's looking like the island really has it out for him that he's just going to die no matter what. And you're just really rooting for this guy to to live, survive, get off the island, live happily ever after with Claire, right. kick his drug habit, just the whole way. You're really rooting right. for this character. Right. Don't want to say too much more because there might be some things in top 10 moments coming up. Right, right. Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, let's do that. All right. That was but number four. That was a good number four. Yeah. Charlie Pace. And, oh, I guess one other thing that I didn't mention, just seeing him, how he started off as a really, really good guy, and his brother is a drug addict, and then yeah, his brother's then a bad influence on him. Right. And they end up swapping. His brother gets clean, but at that point, and it becomes a good Charlie's family a, man. an yeah. addict, so. Yeah. That was a- That was interesting. A dram nice sort of dramatic sad. twist. Right, yeah. right. So, all right. On to my number three. Yeah, but then Charlie becomes a good family man, too, and he really cares about yeah, yeah, that's true. baby Aaron. Right. All right, number three. Number three, baby Aaron. Just kidding. 
<laughs> Number three is Hugo Reyes. Hurley. And yeah, you just got to love Hurley. Yeah. He's the nicest guy in the show. <laughs> He's so funny. He has a face you just can't help but like. <laughs> right. He seems like, like I bet the actor, like from all I've seen, the actor is pretty much just being himself on the show. Just like this big puppy. Just this big nice guy. Uh, you know, totally a guy that you'd want as a friend. Yeah. He's he has a kind of an interesting backstory how he won the lottery, mm-hmm. but then he has bad luck after that and ends up in an insane asylum. And uh, you know, all these bad things happen to him. And then of course crashing on the island also seems like that's pretty bad luck. And uh just just the things that he has to go through. Uh, people he loses that he cares about and um, all the hardship he goes through Mm -hmm. but uh, he's he's always upbeat and um, always sort of that emotional heart of the of the losties and yeah um, so many great moments with him Uh, some things you kind of playing against type a little bit where you know, like he's beating Sawyer ping pong. Right, yeah. Or conning Sawyer into being nice. <laughs> or threatening Juliet when she comes over to the beach. Right. And, uh, you know, his friendship with Charlie, they played off each other really yeah. well. And um, later on when he starts to see dead people <laughs> and thinks he's going crazy. And um, then he's kind of... Uh, talking to miles about it after that a little much later (laughs) in the seasons and miles is like well i talk to dead people hurley says well that's nothing dude i see dead people and i talk to them right my power's better than yours (laughs) (laughs) yep yep he's the he's the biggest nerd on there you know always making star wars references or or comic book references yep and um yeah, yeah, you mentioned Miles. His friendship with Miles later is yeah is pretty great. <laughs> and yeah, uh, there is no better person to pick as the the protector of the island there at the end I of the agree. show. That was I agree. That was really great ending for his character to yeah um, how how he moved into that role. So really steps it up. So yep, gotta love Hurley. Yeah, everybody loves Hurley. Good choice. All right. Well, my number three, uh, I'm pretty sure is going to be, well, I know it will be higher on your list. Okay. And I think I know which, which number it'll be okay. on your list. Benjamin Linus. Uh, it's like yes. the only character that I know the last name for. <laughs> so you find out that Ben and his father were originally part of the Dharma Initiative. Mm-hmm. And they moved there when he was a young boy, maybe uh, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And Ben's father has always sort of seemed to hold a grudge against him since uh, his mother died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. And so you feel sorry for him, but you find this out after you've already met Ben, the monster. Right. And so he's this really devious, cunning mastermind who is really good at manipulating people and controlling them. Mm-hmm. But then you, you do start to feel sorry for him. And then uh, you realize, oh, wait a minute. He was the one that caused 
the death of everybody in the Dharma Initiative. And so you're right back to not feeling sorry for him and loathing and despising him. He's so horrible. Right, right. And then he loses his daughter, Alex. And mm-hmm. uh, though he doesn't blame himself, you know, ultimately it's his fault. And he he does eventually admit that it was his he, own fault. He blames himself. Yeah. 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 He does eventually admit that, yeah, uh, he just loved power more than his daughter, and that's why his daughter died. And and so you start to feel kind of sorry for him, and, oh, wait, no, he kidnapped that his daughter from another woman, uh, kidnapped the baby, and raised her as his own. <laughs> so uh, just over and over, you you hate this guy, you admire him because he is such a brilliant planner and strategist. He always mm-hmm. has a plan. Mm-hmm. How many times do I have to tell you, John? I always have a plan. Exactly. He's a terrific liar. That first time when you meet yeah. him right. in the hatch, you're, you're just not sure for the longest time. Is this guy really a good guy? Well, no, it turns out he's been lying. But maybe he's not a bad guy per se. And maybe he can be trusted. He doesn't run off when he has the chance. He instead helps Locke. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... He just really messes with your emotions. Uh, it's interesting how I think one of the most striking things about him is that he's just so devoted to the island. And that's where his heart really is. And he wants to do what's best for the island. And even though he's done terrible things, he really does truly care and love Alex. Right. And he might not show that in the best ways, but he does... He does care about her. So, yeah. My number three, Benjamin Linus. All right. On to the top two. Yeah. And my number two, you mentioned him far too lower, far too low, <laughs> far far lower down, John Locke. Yeah. Oh, man. What an amazing character. Yeah. Seeing him in season one, how he's this mysterious guy, you realize he is able to walk now on the island when he couldn't before. He's hunting boar. He's always seems to know uh, what's going to happen. He knows when it's going to rain. He knows where the boar are. And um, he really believes that he's there for a purpose. He has a destiny. He believes that the island has brought him here and the island has a purpose. He um, is not always the most cautious of people and you know that gets other people hurt sometimes um but he's he's really uh, focused on on trying to fulfill what he sees as his mission and um you know that takes him down into the hatch and he uh, is pushing that button and um you know loses faith at some point mm-hmm. when he thinks that he's realized that it's not going to do anything um and starts to become uh, belligerent and you know right. I think kind of embarrassed that's kind about of where it. I stopped uh, liking him as much gotcha well um, but then he realizes you know oh I was wrong he says that I was wrong yeah and then um, in season but three he goes and back four to, like acting as if nothing ever happened and uh no no I think um, he is just back believing in the island again okay at that point, and he's decided he's not gonna 
you know, he's not going to lose his faith again. And so, um, uh, then you, you see him, he, you know, he's special in some ways. People have told him he's special. Um, you know, it seems like Benton Linus is jealous of him. Right. Because, which is interesting. Right. Because he's special. And, the island seems to favor Locke more than Ben. Right. And, you know, all these miracles happen to Locke. And he ends up being the, the leader of the others for a very, very short time. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, tries to convince everyone not to leave the island, that there's a purpose for them being there. And they don't listen to him. So he eventually has to leave the island to try and bring them back. Nobody believes him. And, uh, I mean, he has, I'd say this is, this is the most tragic character in Lost. How, you know, he's, he knows he has a purpose. He's special for some reason. He finally reaches that point where he is on the island. He's a leader. And he has to give that up to go bring back the others that left the island. And the only way he's able to do that is to die. And his death is then the catalyst for, for them to return to the island. And That's what makes the, me mad, though, is they didn't need the to return to the of, island. They did. Them returning messed, messed up everything. No, that was always what was supposed to happen. That bomb was always supposed to go off and cause the incident that later, uh, or that caused that electricity, which is where they had to build the hatch, which later crashed their plane. <laughs> it's... It's a little circular, but that was always what was supposed to happen. And they were always mm. supposed to be there on the island to stop the man in black. I suppose so. Ultimately. And so, um, you know, just the uh, how how so many sad things happened to him uh, with his father and his mother. Yeah. With his girlfriend. Yeah. That was such a great woman and he loses her. And uh, then, um, you know, he he loses all loses all hope, loses all faith, and um, goes to commit suicide and um, doesn't go through with it because he's interrupted, but still dies. And then, uh, yeah, so just so tragic. It The island used him not in the way that he wanted to be used. Right. Um, and not the way that we wanted him to be used or I wanted right. him to be used, but uh, did have a purpose for him. And then seeing him in the flash sideways, that was probably my favorite part of season six. Seeing him, uh, you know, in his, uh, or one of my favorite parts of season six, seeing him in his uh, substitute teaching job. Yeah. And uh, seeing him with Helen and how that's actually going to work out. Yeah. There in that flash sideways. And he's at peace with being right. a cripple. How he decides finally to go through with surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, to help help heal him and then uh, see him get out of that wheelchair there at the end. Yeah. Um, him remembering everything right. eventually. And yeah. Great character. Really amazing character. So I'm yeah. sorry, John Locke. I knew he'd be a you lot. You deserved better. I knew he'd be a lot higher on your list, but. Yeah. Didn't feel as attached to him as you. Still, good character, like you said. All right. My number two. All right. Unfortunately, has already been said by you. Yeah. And you've said a lot of the best things I'm about to remember, him. remember, or I'm trying to you guess? guess which. I know it's one of two. I know what your one and two are. I just don't know which is one, which is two. So I go ahead. I think you're going to be surprised. Uh, it's Sawyer. 
I wonder. Sawyer is my number two. I didn't think he, I thought he was your number one, but. Yeah, so everything you said, and uh, I really like that he's not a coward. Uh, So when you first meet Mm -hmm. him, he's just this absolute jerk, and he's not doing anything. He's not lifting a finger to help anyone except himself. He quickly commandeers uh, most of the luggage from the plane that was salvaged and says, well, I found it. It's mine now. And if you want it, then what are you going to give me in return? (laughs) You going to go bring me some food or something? Right. So... You really don't like him for that, but then he goes on an expedition with uh, the group to try and set out, send out a radio signal, mm-hmm. and they hear roars in the jungle <laughs> and something's coming at them, mm-hmm. and everybody turns and runs, not Sawyer. He stands his ground, True. True. points one of the few guns that they have, and fires and kills the polar bear, <laughs> and that was one of the, I think that was the first Time where I really started to think, ah, what a jerk! But I, I kind of admire him. I kind of like him. That's the, yep. that's the pilot right there at the beginning. Yep. No, I think it was the second. Oh, it might have been second. Yeah, second yep. episode. Well, the pilot and, is two uh, episodes. He's two uh, really smart and calculating. He's a con man, mm-hmm. and he's really good at his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he's uh, he's quite the charming jerk, and certainly very stubborn. At one point, he's willing to be tortured just so that he can steal a kiss from Kate. (laughs) Just what on earth is going on in that man's mind? And so uh, I like that he's brains and brawn mixed. He's really handy in a scrap (laughs) and a good shot. But yeah, he is definitely very smart as well. Yep, very cunning. And he does think things through. Mm -hmm. I really like him in... uh, Season four, was it, where he's head of security, and you can see, yeah, he's... Season five. Okay, you can see that he's really good at being head of security, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he's a really good liar, so things that come up that are problems, he's like, well, let's see how I can cover this up and <laughs> and make it work to my advantage, but I think he has one of the best story arcs where, mm, yep. uh, as far as redemption goes, he's really... Like you said, this lost soul. And then uh, through the series, he starts to open up and help the team. And ultimately, he's he settles into being a really good man and a good husband for... Uh, uh, well, I guess they never got married, but still a really no. good man for Juliet. And I think that's one of the saddest parts where you find out he was going to propose. <laughs> yeah. And then she died. Right. And I just really love all the nicknames that he's got. He's, <laughs> his dialogue is some of the best yeah. in the show. Yeah. And uh, I was looking up his some of the nicknames online, okay. and there's just too many to to talk about. But uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I, I don't remember exactly what part, but he's talking about... I don't even remember what exactly he's talking about, but he says something to the effect of, I think it's time we take these little piggies down to market. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you remember the context for that? Not really, no. Yeah. But I do remember that part. Or uh, for the ping pong match, Mm -hmm. he looks over and he sees Jin and Son whispering. He's like, looks like Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon have got a plan. (laughs) Right. Yeah, he's always 
Yep. Always got the best nicknames. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. James Ford, a.k.a. Sawyer. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Well, that takes us to our number ones. Yep. And we both know what they are. That's right. And we both know that the best character in Lost is Ben Linus. What an amazing character. Okay. So like you said, starts off, you're unsure about him, but pretty soon you find out this guy has been uh, you know, playing our heroes. He's really a one of these others and he's had this plan all along to um you know uh well it's 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 a little unclear if he got caught on purpose or not but uh, he certainly worked it to his advantage right he gets out when he wants to and then kidnaps some of our heroes puts them in cages and starts manipulating them uh because he wants jack to operate on him and so all of this he does uh, to try and manipulate him, he doesn't. He doesn't ask for what he wants or what he needs. No, nope, he, he gets it. He gets it. He manipulates people, and um, yeah, you just see him as this uh, scheming. <laughs> and he always has Machiavellian, the answers. Yeah, yeah, who is so smart? He knows so much more than we do, and uh, yeah, just <laughs> uh, seeing some of the terrible things that he's done like keeping Juliet on the island mm-hmm. and cuz he has a crush on her yep and killing a guy that, that uh, she liked right that she liked and uh, you know so many terrible things that he's done and wow i think though when it starts to turn a little bit and you start to um kind of see another side of him is when his adopted daughter dies yeah and how shocked he is and how he did not see that coming. He really thought that uh, Kimi was bluffing and wouldn't mm-hmm. actually shoot her. And you just see see him start to crumble. And you know he's still very cold and still has a plan. But um, you know some of the emotions really start to come out, him. right? And just seeing in the flashbacks, seeing how he was this uh, just scared kid growing up without a mom. His dad was not a great dad. And, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, you know, is part of killing all the rest of the Dharma Initiative and becomes the leader of the others. Um, man, kills so many people to get what he wants. And yet, on the other hand, he's he's a pretty good father. He really cares for mm-hmm. his adopted daughter. Um, uh, some of the things that he's done really tear him up. Like you were saying, he has yeah. huge regrets by the end of the show. And, um, you know, he was the leader of the others, but he was kind of faking it. He never saw Jacob. He never heard yeah. Jacob. Um, but um, he just felt like he had to pretend to mm-hmm. keep his position and and to not show weakness. And so, you know, really hates John Locke then because... Um, John Locke is special and, and is sort of a natural leader. Mm-hmm. Kills him out of jealousy. Kills Jacob later when he finally meets him because... Out of jealousy again? Kind of. I think it was... Well, jealousy that he wasn't as favored and that he never Right. Got... All the things that he did that he... He really was trying to protect the island. Right. And 
um, you know, it was very slowly that he became this sort of manipulating cold mm-hmm. guy, um, but still tried to protect the island and was doing it for Jacob, even though he never, never met him, met him yeah. maybe even didn't really believe in him, but uh, was working for him and then finally meets him and uh, Jacob basically says, brushes him off, yeah, brushes yeah. him off, says you were, you were never important pretty much. And, you know, loses his temper and, and kills him. And um, then even regrets that very soon afterward. And seeing him then in the flash sideways as this yes. teacher who is really caring for his students. I loved that. And, um, you know, is Just a good a good guy to his fellow teachers. So different from how he is on the island. Right, right. And then at the very end, just seeing him sitting outside the church and saying, you know, he's not ready to go in yet. Uh, basically, if they're in some sort of purgatory, he hasn't, he doesn't feel like he's not atoned. Ready to, yeah, move on yet. Or, or really come to um, accept forgiveness for the things that he's done. Yeah. And so, uh, super interesting character. Like I've mentioned with some of the others, it's such a good job by the writers yeah. that you like this character who's done so many terrible things. Yeah. Most of the show has been a villain and manipulative mm-hmm. killing people and you still like him and yeah. and still are rooting for him and are really happy to see him happy. And the, redeemed. Right. Well, he's, he's getting there. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. Yeah. So, he's a work in progress. Right. So, yeah. Ben Linus. My favorite character from Lost. Yeah. Not my favorite, but like I said, my number three. Yep. All right. My favorite. And now, I know there are probably better characters. Okay. Well, certainly more interesting. Like Ben is more of an interesting character. Okay. But my favorite is Hurley. Yeah, Hugo I can't Reyes. You for that. Everybody loves Hurley, like you said. <laughs> He's just so fun. He calls everybody dude. Mm-hmm. He's such a bro. <laughs> Completely likable. And uh, like yep. you said, he's actually pretty good at manipulating people <laughs> when he tries. Uh, I, I really like the, the one part where he manipulates Sawyer into actually being nice and helping people out. Right. Yep. But yeah, he's, he's like the antithesis of, of Ben. He manipulates people nicely. <laughs> and gets them to do good things. Right. And uh, he's, I like that he's really brave. One of my favorite parts is when uh, the three guys that were on the beach, they were there to blow up some charges and blow up some of the others that were hunting him down. And they're all being held at gunpoint. <laughs> and things are looking pretty bleak. And then Hurley just drives up and mows them down in the van. Right. And it's, it's like, yay, Hurley saves the day. <laughs> I like that he's such a terrible liar and so <laughs> terrible at keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from the show is, dude, you told Hurley. If Hurley knows, everybody knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I do think he has one of the most interesting story arcs where, like you said, he won the lottery, but he didn't let it go to his head. He still just stayed... A really nice, likable guy who likes chicken, you know, he didn't (laughs) go in for the super fancy food, you know, he just still likes chicken. Still a regular guy. Yep. And then so many bad things happen to him and he starts to wonder if he's cursed and it's all the numbers fault and lands on the island and more bad things happen. 
but even through it all, he still stays pretty upbeat and is always trying to make things better for others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sets up the golf course for them. Right. Tries to get the car started so that they can all take some joy rides or or get from one place to another on the island. And uh, you kind of see him struggling with his uh, his love for food. Mm-hmm. So when they put him in charge of the food pantry there at the at the hatch, you see him struggling to to not hoard all the best stuff for himself. <laughs> and so mm. I like that uh, one of his solutions is rather than save everything and slowly dole it out. Just give it to everybody and let them all have one big party, and that way there's no complaining and no uh, nobody trying to sneak some food away and stuff. Yeah, it's not going to last them long anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he comes up with, with good solutions to problems. It was really sad when Libby died. You're just <laughs> so happy that this really nice girl has uh, taken this immediate liking to him and is working on him to not get discouraged and and then she gets shot and she dies and he keeps seeing dead people but he never sees her and it's just so <laughs> sad but ultimately he's just he never lets anything keep him down and uh any scene that has Hurley in it is made better by his presence <laughs> yep so that is my number 1 might not be the best character, but he's my favorite. Very good. You could make an argument for him being yeah. the best. For sure. All right. So we're going to just blow through a bunch of other characters. Not every single character. Not like the waitress from the fourth <laughs> right. episode of season two uh, or anything like that. But we're going to hit uh, over 50 of them. Oh boy. Just boom, boom, boom. So you can park on a few of them, but for the most part, just just give me your quick thoughts. I'll try on each one. All right. So, number one, Achara. She's the one that gave Jack that tattoo and that flashback. Oh, that's so <laughs> stupid! I can't believe you even mentioned her. I know. I just had to because I really didn't like her for some reason. Okay, I Al- didn't like her either. <laughs> Alex Rousseau. I liked her. Yeah, she was nice. Uh, Danielle Rousseau. I felt so sad for her. So sorry for her. Mm-hmm. Crazy lady that just had a rough life. Yep. Uh, Daniel Faraday. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. I liked him a lot. He's an honorable mention. He. Yep. Same here. He would have been uh, in my top 10 from the first time I watched the show. This rewatch realized he doesn't have very much to do. So yeah. uh, not quite as high up. Okay. Ana Lucia. I know a lot of people hate her. But mm-hmm. I actually kind of like her, and I, I feel sorry for her. You hate her a lot more watching it in real time, I think. I bet. Because I liked her better this time through. Yeah. I didn't mind her. I'm just realizing she's this trigger-happy, on-edge person because of what's she got shot while, while she, she was, was pregnant, pregnant and lost and her baby. Lost the baby yeah. Right, so that's a lot more understandable. Yeah. So yeah, didn't didn't hate her this time through. Uh, Anthony Cooper. John's I hate dad. This. I hate this <laughs> passionately. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. There's nothing likable about him. Yeah, totally unlikable. Uh, Pierre Chang. That's Miles' dad, the guy on all the orientation. He's videos. an interesting guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I like I, him. And well. I, He's an honorable I mention like for him, me. Actually, yeah. Yep, for sure. Artst, Leslie Artst. He's a jerk, but <laughs> he has his place in the show. I'm so glad he kept popping up in later later <laughs> Somehow, episodes. I didn't mind him popping up. Yeah. 
Bernard and Rose. Yeah, they're good characters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice to see them around. Yeah. Growing old on the island together. Boone. So he was a fan favorite in season one. Yeah, I never felt really strongly about him. I mean, he's a good guy, but just mm-hmm. didn't really yeah. love him. Yeah, same here. Shannon. I liked her better as the season went on. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting to see her yeah. go past that. Yeah. You really don't like her Pampered at first. blonde. Yeah. Stereotype. Uh, Hugo's parents, Carmen and David Reyes. They're cute. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. His mother especially. I love her. What a family. <laughs> Charles Widmore. Uh, didn't really like him. Uh, I don't know. Ultimately, I just kind of don't really care about him. Yeah, ultimately, I have to agree. Uh, when you're watching the show the first time, a little bit slower. He's this mysterious antithesis to Ben, and he's pretty interesting, but yeah, ultimately not not as interesting. Charlotte Lewis. It was interesting for me seeing her, because I'd only seen her on Once Upon a Time where she's a villain, mm-hmm. but I actually liked her in this. Yeah, she's likable, but doesn't have much of a character, yeah. just kind of a yeah, plot point there. somewhat. Eloise Hawking, Daniel's mother. Daniel Faraday's She's mother. an interesting woman, but I didn't like her. Yeah, she's kind she, of this interesting, creepy, people, yeah. creepy, mysterious woman. Christian Shepherd, Jack's dad. He's sort of portrayed as a villain, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he really did, does love his son and did try to do what was best for him. Yeah, as the show goes on, I think you see more about him and, and come to appreciate him a little bit more. So, Sarah Shepard, Jack's wife. I didn't like her. No. (laughs) How dare she leave him? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Cindy, she was the flight attendant that later became one of the others. And you see her even pop up in season six as one of the others. Uh, It's just all, yeah, you don't know much about her, but I was just like, what on earth? She was on the plane. How did she become one of the others? (laughs) Yeah. So. I always thought that was weird. Uh, Claire Littleton. Really liked her, and then I disliked her, and then I ended up rooting for her to <laughs> to stop being crazy and hopefully... <laughs> Leave her squirrel baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably my least favorite of the main characters. She's, I think, more of a plot point than a character. She's the yeah, one with the baby. Yeah, I can see that. And then she's the crazy one without a baby. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, speaking of babies, Aaron Littleton, I just bring him up to say, what a jip that I assume he grew up and had a life, a full life, but in that purgatory sideways season six, he's a baby again. He's unborn, oh, yeah. and then he gets born, and then he's just the baby there in the church. What a jip. Well, maybe that's how Claire always remembered him. I don't that know. was the most important thing that he ever did was be the baby on the island. <laughs> be born. Right. What a jip. <laughs> Uh, Dave, Hurley's friend that he hallucinated. I didn't like him. Well, I liked him. <laughs> Even though he's Hurley's he's, he d- he bad He doesn't side. do anything good for Hurley. I know, but I still kind of liked him. Uh, Dogen? I didn't like him either. I'm surprised you even know who he is. I, I didn't even know his name without yeah. looking it up. Japanese but, guy in the last yeah. season. Yeah. He's kind of cool and mysterious, but uh, he just doesn't ultimately make sense. Doesn't, doesn't do much. Edward Mars the marshal that's chasing down Kate. I don't like him. <laughs> He's a real yeah, jerk. He is. I mean, he could just 
Let me rant just a little bit. He could just take Kate in, but instead he's really got to rub her face in the dirt and say, oh, man, you've made mistakes in your life, haven't you? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I think she's made him look silly a few times, and that's probably a sore spot for him. But yeah, he's a jerk. Ethan, good speed. I have a hard time getting past that part where you first really see him kidnap Claire. I know, I know. That's just what really sticks out in my mind. When right. you bring him up. He seems like a decent fellow otherwise, but... Yeah. Yeah, apparently it was, you know, for her own good, but still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, was kind of neat seeing him pop up. Yeah, kind of creepy yeah. to see him pop up in different places later. Uh, his dad, Horace Goodspeed. See him in the flashback yeah, to the 70s. Yeah, he like a good guy. Yeah, I liked him. Frank Lapidus. Lapidus! <laughs> I liked him. Yeah, I liked him too. He he did seem a little bit more of just a plot point there in the yeah. later seasons. He's the pilot. Yeah. He's got to survive. True. But he made it work. Yeah. Frogert. Oh, Frogert. <laughs> Nobody likes you, but you've got a great name. Uh, not actually his name, by the way. I know. Okay. Helen Norwood. We uh, mentioned her. I really liked her. Yeah, she was really great for John. For a, what, second, third tier character? Probably third uh, tier. Third or fourth. Yeah. I'd say she's probably my favorite. I really liked her a nice. lot. Ilana. She was sort of Jacob's uh, lieutenant that comes back to the uh, island with the I don't really the bunch. have strong feelings one way or another. Yeah, me either, unfortunately. Although, uh, she did have an interesting moment when she forgave Benjamin Linus yeah, after he killed him. that was good. Killed Jacob. Uh, Jacob, the man himself. I don't really like him. I don't think he went mm. about his caretaking in the best way. Well, he didn't, and I think that's what makes him interesting. It's not just black, white, God versus the devil kind of thing. It's Jacob, this flawed man who made a bad choice and caused the smoke monster, created the smoke monster, and uh, becomes a little bit wiser from that, but maybe has to atone for that mistake a little bit. So, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed by the ending mythology a little bit, but... uh, yeah, I thought, I thought he did. He was fine. Yeah. Uh, Man in Black. He's an interesting character. I did I did like watching him. I liked mm-hmm. watching the Man in Black more than not Locke. Okay. If that makes John sense. John Locke yeah. as the Man in Black. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Um, I really thought that uh, Terry O'Quinn did a good job acting to where you, you didn't feel that it was Locke anymore. You really felt that it was this villain. Yeah. So, very good job there. Uh, what about their mother? In oh, quotes, I hated her. Quote mother. I hated her. How dare she Jacob kill a woman that just gave birth yeah. and then kidnap her children? Yeah, that was odd. That was and that low. was vile. Yeah, that was pretty that bad. That was low. Pretty bad. Okay. Uh, on to some more main characters that neither of us mentioned. Jin and Sun. Yeah, they had a good story arc, and mm-hmm. I did consider mm-hmm. Jin at least for the top ten. Yeah. I like Jin better than Sun. Okay. But okay. Ultimately, I mean, they're both good. I don't dislike them. Yeah. Yeah, they have some really great moments. Yeah. Kate Austin. She's too wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. She just goes back and forth on what she <laughs> wants in life. Right. Yeah, she's... I, so... She's a spitfire, and I would like her otherwise, mm-hmm. but she just... She makes a decision one day, and then the other day she makes the opposite decision. decision. Right, yeah. Definitely very flighty and very much not planning things out just just living uh, in the moment right living in the moment 
and not always making the best decision. So, yeah, not not my favorite character, but not a bad character. Uh, Martin Kimi. So he's the guy that shoots Alex. He's that mercenary. Oh, what They're a on jerk. the freighter. Uh, yeah. He's a good villain. What a great villain. Uh, uh, I did not like him. What a great villain. Especially in but the flash sideways. Villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you totally see him as that gangster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was he was made for that role. Okay, we sort of mentioned, or even as a gorilla, right? Yeah, we sort of mentioned Liam Pace, Charlie's brother, already. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. Libby, you mentioned. Oh, poor Libby. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, Matthew Abaddon. So I don't think you remember this guy. It's Widmore's lieutenant that. Oh uh, yeah. Talks to Locke, and he's kind of this creepy, mysterious guy. Yeah, he has a very interesting face. Is mm-hmm. he, he just kind of stares super at thin. you? Yeah, and sort of gaunt, skeletal. Yep. yep. His personality is very interesting, mm-hmm. and you don't really find out much about him. Uh, he's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actor really sells that creepy, mysterious guy. Yeah. Too bad there wasn't more, more to yeah, it. Yeah, I that. do wish we'd found out a little more. Michael Lloyd. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Ultimately, I guess I don't really like him all that much, but you do kind of understand where he's coming from mm-hmm. with the flashbacks and, and why his son is just so important to him and doing anything right. to get right. a son on How much island. he fought to, right. to be a father and, and things right. like that. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Still don't like the character. <laughs> yeah, same here. Still, it's, a, it, it's good what they did with his character, but still don't like him. Yeah. What about Walt? Walt! Yeah, I'm, he's fine. He's he's the kid on the island. Right, right. He wasn't an annoying kid. I'll give him that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he had to leave the show because the actor was just growing too much. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so that's why he wasn't there much more. Susan Porter, Michael's wife. I hated her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She is my least favorite character, yeah, even more be. so than Anthony Cooper because... She had this great life. She had a loving husband. Yes, he was struggling with uh, keeping them in finances. I don't think they were ever actually married. Uh, Well, okay. She had a family. Right, right. And they were, you know, they could have made it work. But she decided to leave for this other guy who's rich. Mm -hmm. And she's not content with that. She makes it so that ultimately. Michael has is forced to give up all rights and never even mm-hmm. see his son again. And he still writes letters to his son, and she keeps them all. His son yeah. <laughs> never sees those letters. Yeah, she's pretty terrible. <sighs> I hated her. She might her. be the most, my most disliked. So despicable. She's up there. So, how dare she do that? Her and the tattoo woman are, are both up there. Oh, she's probably she's worse. worse than the tattoo woman. Right. All right. Miss Clue. Do you remember her? Yeah, I do. Season two yeah. and three. One of the villains. She's a good villain. Yeah, she's uh, another one of those ones like Matthew Baden. You, you don't know she very seems much She kind of mysterious them. and you yeah. wish you knew more. And it's crazy how she, dies. she asks Mikhail to yep. kill her so that yeah, she that won't crazy. give away any secrets. <sighs> crazy, crazy. Talk about loyalty to a cause. Yep. Wu Jung Pike, son's dad. Oh, I didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that man's got so much blood on his hands. Yep. Uh, how about Mr. Kwan, Jin's dad? Yeah, he's such a sweet guy. Yep, yep. You really like him a lot. Nadia Jassim. Nadia? Oh, yeah. Saeed. 
Aw, I I really liked her, and I was just mm-hmm. so sad when she died. Yeah. Here, Saeed's finally got a little bright spark in his life, and <laughs> shortly after that, she dies. Right. Yep. Yep, she was good. Okay, so did you think it was weird at all when, at the very end in the finale, Saeed is with, with Shannon, Shannon now in the Nadia. church? Yeah, did yeah you think that was weird I at thought all? that was weird. It definitely felt... Because weird. Nadia was kind of the love of his life. He thought about her yeah, all Yeah, they really life. pushed that yeah. up, and then all of a sudden they took it away, so yeah. I, that was they, odd. They kind of wanted to have all of the the people on the island together right. again, and all, the, all of right. the romances mm-hmm. back together. Yeah, I understand that. It was just, yeah. it was just weird. Yeah, I so. agree. Uh, Nikki and Paolo. <laughs> yeah, you can't really like this couple. I did like Paolo better than Nikki, though. Yeah. I think he was really trying to make the relationship work, but I didn't like Nikki. She's such a brat. So spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't have strong feelings about them, but I guess they were so hated. Uh, so they were supposed to be new main characters in season <laughs> two, and they're just so hated that they just killed them off pretty quickly. Yeah. So uh, how about Phil from Dharmaville? He's the Workman? guy that... He's the no, guy that's that, Roger. No, no. He's the guy that finds out... About oh, Sawyer yeah. and they have to walk in the closet. I don't like that guy. I know. He's just got the sneaky rat look to exactly. him. He is right up there with my least favorite characters. Yeah. Just want to punch that guy in the face. Okay, and Richard. you cheer when Sawyer does punch him. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get shot. Uh, Richard Alpert, who He's does not actually wear eyeliner. That's just, he has thick lashes. Wow. Yeah. Those are very thick lashes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he... Uh, I like him. One of the things I like about him is that even though he's one of the others, mm-hmm. he never does anything to harm anyone. Right. I don't know if you picked up on that. True. Uh, True. But that was that was one of the things that really struck me. He's a lot more of an advisor. Yeah. Than an actor, for most of the show. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Of the mysterious background characters, I think he delivers the most. I agree. In the end. Yep. Definitely like him. Roger Linus, Ben's father. I didn't like him. Yeah, me neither. What a bad father. What about in the Flash Sideways? Didn't seem like he's such better. a bad guy. Yeah, he's better. So, yeah. yeah. He's, Things could have gone better father. for him. Uh, Tom. I think it's Tom Friendly. Fake beard. <sighs> yeah. Kidnaps Walt. Right. Gets shot on the beach. Big doof. I actually kind of <laughs> liked him. Yeah, you end up seeing Somehow. he's just this kind of big doof. <laughs> In season three, and uh, a little bit sad that I, I mean he, he, got is, shot. he does some really jerky things. He does, but just somehow, yeah, <laughs> you don't hate him like some of the others, right? I kind of agree. And last but not least, Vincent, the dog. Yeah, really. Oh, I kind of alphabetized okay. him. I I liked the dog. It was okay. a good dog. Good, good, good. Lab, you know. There, right at the beginning. He's there, right at the end, True. with Jack. Thanks, Vincent. <laughs> Keep it together, honey. Keep it together. Oh, honey. All I right. I wasn't crying. I was laughing oh, at your okay. silly remarks. Oh, all right. All right. Well, this has been a long trek through our favorite characters in Lost. Yeah, I think we mentioned all of them that anyone could say is their favorite. Probably most of the ones people could say are their least favorites. But if you have any to add or you just want to tell us which ones are your favorites, least favorites, 
go ahead and email us tto at coser.us or go to our website tto.coser.us slash 35. Leave a comment for us. Whew. Well, we're halfway through lost month. We've still it's got by so fast. two more. Our next episode is going to be top 10 lost episodes. So, Oh, I have one character that you didn't mention. Oh, really? Okay, go ahead. That I considered, and that was Goodwin. Yeah, the yeah. The guy didn't. that Juliet liked. I left him off. Yeah, he doesn't he was... do too much, but yeah. But what you find out about him, he doesn't seem like such a bad guy. Yeah, you kind of yeah. like him. Very good, very good. All right. Come back next time. Here are our top 10 episodes. Until then, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. All right, Melissa, so another thing we've kind of tossed around about Lost is how many opportunities for spinoff shows you could have. I could only think of one, and that was uh, in in season six in The Flash Sideways. Yeah, yeah. You see Sawyer and Miles being kind of buddy cops and and stuff. I mean, you kind of saw it before in the Dharma Initiative where they're working in security together, but especially Mm -hmm. in season six. And they they just work so well together. Mm -hmm. They're awesome. They're they're equals, really. Right, and, uh, right. I would really like to see a buddy cop TV show starring the two of them. Oh, yeah. I've watched It'd that. Be great. That's at the top of my list. Uh, some of the other ones, sort of a serious one, although I'm glad they never actually made this show. But you still kind of wonder what Ben and Hurley were doing on the island. Oh, yeah. That was That's kind of cool to think about. Um, how about one where Desmond gets off the island? onto his boat and then he gets shipwrecked on another island and has more adventures oh my goodness that poor man (laughs) um how about uh one where mr echo is like this sort of street level vigilante you know beating up criminals with his stick and then he says the lord's prayer at the end of every episode oh honey i think that could be a pretty good one oh honey um have one with uh mikhail going around doing doing cool stuff and then every, at the end of every episode he gets shot and you think he's gonna die but then he's back for the next episode he's sort of this <laughs> rasputin type character yeah. can't kill him yeah i could see him yeah that. yeah or how about just every episode is an orientation video with pierre chang yes yes <laughs> i could watch that uh, oh yeah oh yeah um ooh, ooh. here's a good one uh that i don't know what you would call this show but it would be uh dr ethan kidnapping sick people and taking them to the hospital <laughs> no. for their own good <laughs> no i have nightmares about Aww. that um okay how about a cooking show with martin kimi he makes great eggs <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's dope yeah yeah and my last one it would just be a show of phil getting punched in the face repeatedly <laughs> <laughs> no we can just make a gif about that well okay maybe a youtube video <laughs>